That's, that's all, all folks. And that's all, folks. We're looking at our latest TV binges as a test lab for identifying and examining problematic social interactions. I'm Katie, and I use she and hers as my pronouns. I'm Erin, and my pronouns are she, hers, and hers. I'm Noelle, and my pronouns are she and her. And we are three graduate assistants at the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center, a project under the Great Lakes Equity Assistance Center. Welcome to That's All, folks. Okay, so have you guys seen Grand Army at all? Yes. Of course, of course I haven't. Erin, your Netflix algorithm must be very different from mine. It's like co- Coco Melon. Anyway. That's what my Netflix algorithm is. Oh, it's kids. Is. It's all kids stuff. Oh. No, and then like to all the boys <laughs> I've loved before. That's my algorithm. Well, we have that one in common. <laughs> okay. Um, So Grand Army came out during the pandemic, and it's this show that's set in a present-day Brooklyn high school. So it has these, like, woke Gen Z vibes to it. Um, And I like this show because it follows five progressive teenagers, and they're trying to figure out who they are and what they stand for. So it's like a classic coming-of-age story, but in 2020. And so all the characters are basically... We watch them develop critical consciousness because their beliefs are challenged in ways that are realistic and, I think, challenge their perspectives of their idealistic perspectives. Um, So the scene that I brought today focuses on one of the characters. Uh, Her name is Layla, and she is adopted by white parents from China. And in the scene, she is giving a presentation in class while other Chinese students make fun of her in Mandarin. So there is subtitles, but for the purpose of the podcast, it'll be okay. But anyway. There is a long history of Jews and Judaism in China. There's documentation of Jewish people in China starting as early as the 7th century. Sorry. Small communities develop throughout the Tang and Song dynasties um, and all the way through the Qing dynasty. Um, I'm mostly interested in the Kaifeng Jews. They will be the main focus of my project. Great, that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Leila. Can't wait to see your presentation. All right, who wants to go next? Anyone? Uh, Me. (laughs) What? Right. Always forget that you can't speak Chinese. You actually don't even look Chinese. So, do you have any initial thoughts? Well, I have a question I think might get us kind of started is, like, Noelle, why did, why did you pick this particular scene? Because Grand Army has so many different scenes with so many different characters that address so many different issues. Why did this, is this the scene you wanted to show us? Yeah, so I chose this scene because when I was watching Grand Army, I always related most to Layla and it's because she is adopted from China and I'm adopted from South Korea and so we I related to her story of growing up in a white household and how that impacts your identity and you can see her throughout the show really struggle to figure out who she is and where she belongs and like in this clip she wasn't Chinese enough to be accepted by her Chinese classmates, but there's other scenes where she is not, I guess, white enough, even though she is white passing as 
the other Chinese students pointed out. And it was just interesting to me because my experience growing up was opposite of hers, where she is actively trying to um, feel a connection and find that connection to her Chinese culture. And when I was growing up, I did everything I could to um, reject any part of my Korean culture. And it was, looking back, I realized now that it was my um, survival mechanism of navigating going to school and living in a very white community. And so I've just, I chose this scene because it was just interesting to me to watch the similarities and differences of her experience and her uh, grappling of her identity. Well, Noel, first of all, thanks um, for sharing that because I know it's, we push each other to be more liberal and, and I appreciate it, so thank you. Um, and I have so many questions because I want to know, my first question too is like, which way do you think, um, you know, I shouldn't say this, but Actually, I know my answer's wrong. My question's wrong, so I'm not even going to ask it. Um, What's your question? Well, I was going to say, which way do you think is better? To be more like um, Layla? Mm. Is it Layla? Yeah. Or... That's... No, I, I understand your question. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's interesting. And this makes me think a lot about like code switching and I don't think that there's a right way to do mm -hmm. it and you especially being from a marginalized identity I don't think anyone can blame anyone for doing what they have to do to survive the moment and whether or not I mean there's obviously critiques there with um for me personally, the way I navigated life for a long time upheld whiteness as a standard and centered whiteness. And now I realize that and can work to undo that thought process. But at the same time, I don't think it's fair to um, critique that way of living in that moment because I think it would have been much harder if I didn't do that, if I didn't assimilate to the culture that I was in at the time. Yeah, I think, I think that oh, I'm just, I'm just pausing and not even knowing what to say, just because I'm having such a reaction to the word survival. Yeah. Like, I think of like, the work it takes to like, undo the like, undo and unlearn, like the way I've been socialized. in whiteness and white supremacy but if I wanted to wake up tomorrow and just not do that work I could yeah because the system in the country works for me but like I just I just can't obviously I can't imagine what it's like to like have to make that decision of like I either because of my racial or like national like ethnic race or ethnicity like which is very like obvious for individuals to see so I'm either othered and treated as treated as an outsider but like preserve my 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 culture and my identity 
or I assimilate. Yeah. As a means of survival. I guess recently I felt guilty for rejecting parts of myself and my culture. Um, But at the same time, that's a tall ask of someone trying to navigate the system that's always trying to put them down. That's what I always appreciate in our professional learning is just the reminders that are brought up of like, this really is like white people's work to do because in terms of race, but like also like, you know, but like people with the dominant identities, like it's their work to, to do and undo and like really like seeing that being in a, being in a world and in a country and in a community that values the lived experiences of, of all people really benefits everyone. But it's just coming up against that, like, you know, like, it's just how to keep people with dominant identities, keep that in the forefront of their brain. Like, doing it differently benefits you for the long haul. It might be hard and uncomfortable and challenging right now, and it would be really easy for you to give up and just say, nah, or go back to the ways of doing things that have always benefited you individually, but collectively to do it differently. Benefits not only you, but everyone. I think, Erin, um, I think that that's kind of, you know, when I watch this clip and then I'm listening to Noelle speak, like, you know, obviously, and I, I, and I think of like a school and, and the fact that like, had Noelle maybe done some things differently, like, Layla did in the scene in her school, like how would she have been treated most likely bullied and harassed and our schools, are we creating safe spaces in schools now? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we are. And I think that goes back to what Aaron, you were just saying about keeping this at the, in the forefront, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's easier to slide back into, I don't have time to deal with this, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody else can deal with this. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, th- I think this scene, I-, I just have so many questions about, you know, and I know the show, so th- those girls kind of continue to um, harass and bully Layla. And I-, I would like to know, you know, I don't think it really addresses why they do it. I think the reason that it happens is, I don't know, I can't say I necessarily experienced this as a white person, But I feel like there's this dynamic that happens across marginalized groups where the girls who are Chinese um, and speaking Mandarin, they, I would think and assume, probably feel othered um, compared up against like whiteness and white dominant society. And so their way of kind of reclaiming their power and subconsciously working through that is to then bully and pick on and other the character of Layla because, you know, she's Chinese, but she's not Chinese enough. So they can assert power over her. And yeah, I don't know. That, those are my thoughts. Okay, well, I think we have 
two main teacher takeaways. And the first one being assimilation, because, you know, assimilation makes it, makes problematic assumptions um, invisible. And I think as a teacher, I would want to be aware of the ways in which I'm encouraging assimilation in my classroom without knowing it. And I think the second um, teacher takeaway is on, should be on colorism. Because if I put myself in the, in the Grand Army scene as that teacher, and I happen to um, overhear the encounter between Layla and the other two girls, I think my immediate reaction would have been to talk to the two girls about how, you know, that's not right, they're being mean, they need to be more inclusive, instead of taking a step back and thinking about how, um, you know, the, the trauma that they've, the trauma that they've incurred um, in their lives, and, and maybe that they need to engage with that and talk with someone about that. And, and, you know, probably as a teacher, I would have jotted down a little note, you know, send counselor a note about um, what happened in class and, and have them talk to someone and really kind of, you know, address the issues. Because ultimately, you know, like we've said, I, I, trauma manifests itself in different ways. And, and that's something as teachers we want to be aware of. Podcasts were developed under a grant from the U.S. Department of Education, grant S004D110021. However, the content does not necessarily represent the policy of the Department of Education, and endorsement by the federal government should not be assumed. This podcast and its contents are provided to educators, local and state education agencies, and or non-commercial entities for use for educational training purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or utilized in any form or by any means, electronic or mechanical, including recording or by any information storage and retrieval system, without permission in writing from the Great Lakes Equity Center.